The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered cold-filtered, and cold-packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Welcome to the Rotowire Prospect Podcast, sponsored by Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. Clay Link here with James Anderson, lead prospect writer at rotowire.com. Morning edition, James, recording a little bit earlier than normal, so I'm still working to get this coffee in me, but do my best. Uh, Going to be looking at the top J2 signings from yesterday. Great job by you uh, covering all the, the top signings from the J2 class. Before we get into that, though, I just want to talk a little bit about Jose Urquidy's Arkitis, um major league debut, tough draw at Coors, and he, he gave a couple earned runs in two, three and two thirds innings, but uh, small sample FIP one eight five. So, were you encouraged generally with what you saw from Arkiti? Yeah, I thought that that was a positive start, despite the. I mean, if you've been following the the last handful of good pitchers to go into Coors, they've all just gotten destroyed. So. Uh, you couldn't have expected him to go in there and have a really shiny line at the end of the night, but I think the fact that he was able to limit the damage to the extent that he did, uh, and the fact that he was you know throwing strikes, uh, missing bats, I thought that it was a pretty encouraging start from him, and I think that he should have a decent leash in that rotation uh, 
going going through the all-star break i would think so yeah i think he would line up for another start maybe in the final game before the break right uh, like this sunday yep yep i think he's got a two-start week this week and then uh i think you know i don't really see any reason for him to get bumped from the rotation coming out of the break yeah and i just want to say you know not prospect related but my, my heart goes out to the family of tyler skaggs that was really tough news to uh to hear earlier this week but just thinking yeah. about all his friends and family yeah man i mean that just really that's just awful awful news i yeah. i remember you know I, i've been obviously following tyler skaggs entire career basically i mean that this is one where just really 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 stings and you know definitely thoughts to his wife and his his parents and everyone who knew him yeah just surreal and just crappy i hate to see it but we're thinking about his friends and family certainly rest in peace tyler skaggs another piece of news i wanted to touch on before we moved on james jesus lazardo left his outing last night in vegas with tightness in his left lat muscle not an arm injury but this is a setback and with a young kid like this with such a bright future I'm expecting them to slow play it. So how long do you expect this to delay Jesus Lozardo? I'm not sure. I mean, it, you you hope that it's maybe sets him back a, a few weeks. Uh, but, I mean, this is why when we were talking about, like, McKay and Gallon and Lozardo, like, rest of the season, this is why we had Lozardo third is because, you know, he had been pitching, but, you know, you still kind of want to see a guy – fully make it through uh you know get back to full health and get up into the majors before uh you st- start taking anything for granted and then this this can happen so i've i've already moved uh mckay ahead of lazardo on the top 400 uh haven't moved lazardo down any further than that i haven't moved him behind mckenzie gore although i could see an argument for that uh it's just you know it's a it's a good reminder of the pitfalls that can follow pitchers you know pre-injury post-injury i mean it, it's always it's always a risk to be uh betting on any pitcher to stay healthy yeah it's just so volatile and you know, when they're going they're super valuable in fantasy of course but things could go awry in a second I've seen with luis severino you know even lazardo's teammate aj puck like, he looked like the best pitcher in camp uh, in 20, 2018 but just the nature of pitching, just that violent pitching motion. You don't know what could could uh, break at any moment. By the way, we talked last week about probably not ending up with Brendan McKay. I, I was shockingly ended up with one share. Did you end up with him? No, 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 I did not. Got him in uh, later in Tout Wars head to head for one sixteen. I was shocked that that got it done. How much did you have to spend? One hundred and twenty one. So <laughs> I'm left with five bucks, but. In Tot Wars, they have redemption on guys who um, are out for the year. So you get their salary that you paid in the auction times 10. Wow. So I get Jordan Hicks six times 10. I get 60 bucks. 65 bucks the rest of the way is more than enough for me. Hell yeah. That's so I'm, I'm excited for you. I'd yeah, initially guess. I was a little nervous. I was like, well, five bucks. Comes playoff time, when I like, get a zero, I'm going to just beat myself up. But I was pretty happy about uh, getting Sharon McKay, he looked he looked like the real deal on on Saturday. Yeah, how do you? Uh, I mean, we've talked about him a, a ton, so I mean, I, I think everyone knows we're high on him. But how do you see his sort of workload uh, being managed rest of season? I 
don't see any reason for him to you know get bounced from the rotation for non-workload reasons the only reason i could see him not pitching every fifth or sixth day for the rays is just to manage his innings yeah that's about it i you mentioned those concerns maybe having to, to take measures to limit the workload eventually but um, I'm not really worried about the in-game pitch counts. You know, we saw him he, go th- get through six. So as long as he's rolling, expecting him to be really active. And when they talk about or really valuable, and when they talk about skipping a start here and there, well, I can I can make plans of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think another just part of the package with him that makes him so appealing is just his, you know, a his um, sort of frame. Like it, it's a it's a really sort of thick sturdy frame especially for a lefty uh looks like the type of body that you could see you know being a a 200 220 inning type of guy in his peak years and then also just the delivery it's it's pretty easy you know i mean he doesn't it's not like he's a high effort guy out there so i think that that all kind of works in his favor and the fact that he uh, you know, he's not one of these guys who's just sitting up there just trying to strike everyone out. Like, he's going to get his his Ks, obviously, but he's he's a pitcher. He's trying to get weak contact as well, and I think he's just going to be really efficient by pitching prospect standards, which will help him, I think, uh, make the maximum amount of starts that you could imagine him making going forward. So just more generally, you know, opening up to the entire player pool, I'm just kind of wondering, because we're not going to be talking on XM anymore, like who, last weekend in Fab, who did you end up with? Maybe in TGFBI or online championship main event? Uh, I ended up Curious. with Tommy Edmond in a couple places. Not not a situation where it was like, oh man, I got to go get this guy. But, uh, you know, it's still just dealing with injuries, had to replace Tim Anderson in, in one league. Uh, ended up so I ended up with Edmund I think in uh, TGFBI Champs League. Um, let's see, in my it's looking better after Carpenter the injury. Yeah, I mean that that uh, I mean good call by you. I don't know if it was you or Jeff who first posited that something might be up with Carpenter, um, but yeah, that ended up being the case. Um, ended up getting your boy uh, Michael Lorenzen in a league um we'll see how that goes mikey biceps baby i love it i wasn't i wasn't really all that active well actually one guy i did add in uh that might be of actually no i added anthony santander in tdgx which is a guy we talked about on the show uh it's a 20 team dynasty league i bid five bucks out of 100 on him just to kind of sort of see where this goes i mean i I could see myself dropping Santander in like three weeks. I could see holding him through the the rest of the season as well. Also added Trent DeVoe in TDGX, who is a a high pedigree 2017 July 2 signee from the the Angels and and got off to a a rough start to his pro career last year, but worked on a lot of things uh, and seems to kind of be figuring it out in the AZL this year. Uh, but you know he's he's another guy where I could see myself cutting him in in a few weeks if he if he cools down just because he is 19 and he is in the AZL. Nice man, nice. Uh, I added uh, Manuel Margot in the Champs League. Was liking it initially because I think Margot had a steal for his game of the week. But then a couple games out in favor of Hunter Renfro in center field. Come on, man! You're really going to play Renfro in center? Whatever, it's fine. But. Uh, yeah, I, th- I actually had Margot in and subbed him in for Jose uh, Martinez, 
We had two homers. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, so uh, that was brutal, brutal one to swallow. Uh, we had <laughs> uh, Todd and I had Martinez going in main event um, last night by necessity, not necessarily by us being smart, but just by us being <laughs> uh, without any better options. So. Um, yeah, I I had him in a couple of spots active, like in the main event qualifier, but not in the champs league. Well, come on, man, That's I'm brutal. I gotta say, you know, I my last big buy of the year in the champs league is is gonna end up being Liam Hendricks, and I'm I'm really just not digging how quickly uh, Blake Trinan's <laughs> making his way back. Well, you I, should be because it seems like a rush job. Like, well, it seems I, like it's a bad I, idea. It, it sort of seems that way. Yeah, I mean, I would have thought the initial diagnosis. How is he coming back in the, the minimum amount of time? But um, yeah, that one's hasn't not, not going to be ideal. Yeah, just another unforced error on my part. Well, you make a lot of them, but they're never they're never any easier to. Uh, to swallow, that's for sure. Now, one other prospect uh, note I wanted to talk about before we moved on to the J2 signings. Mackenzie Gore, another great outing last night. Um, now has a 102 ERA. He struck out nine in his second consecutive start. He's allowed one run in, or fewer in 14 of his 15 starts. I know you're really high on him. I just wanted to mention this because I actually, in RDI, have a trade in the works to move Mackenzie Gore. Wow. Just, I think... There's never probably going to be a better time to sell this guy. You know, I with Mackenzie Gore, I'm really surprised. Like, I, I thought they would have promoted him to double A, just, just given the way A.J. Preller and the Padres typically uh, aggressively uh, push guys when they're not really being challenged. I'm surprised he's not. he hasn't been in double A for like a month. And so I, I would assume that promotion's right around the corner. I have him ranked 19th. And that's I just can't really picture myself ranking a pitcher at high A any higher than like you know in the fifteen to twenty range. I mean he's still like I mean, we we've there's examples in front of him on the list like Forrest Whitley uh, struggled at AAA this year then got hurt and Jesus Lazardo obviously Tommy John surgery uh, comes back and then gets hurt again. I mean or no not Tommy John surgery with Lazardo uh, shoulder issue obviously yeah. um, but. Uh, with with Gore, I mean, he hasn't really had any of those issues yet, and he still could. I mean, it it shouldn't surprise anyone if there's bumps along the road somewhere for for Mackenzie Gore on his uh, path to the majors. And I think if he were to just stay healthy rest of this season and into next season, I think he spends the majority of 2020 in the majors. But uh, that's still you know a long way to go before that's actually a reality. Yeah, I I really like the talent, love the pitcher, but it's like just the nature of pitching prospects, as we talked about. Um, he'd also missed a lot of time last year, mostly with finger issues, but the jump in workload, you just don't know. I you just don't know with pitching prospects, so I think I'm looking to deal him right now and have something, you know, sketched out. I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. to see uh, what this looks like. Yeah, I don't really... You know, Ryan Bloomfield has returned to first place in RDI, but I don't know if I, even if I make this deal, if I'd have enough firepower. But yeah, to catch either of you guys, but I do think just adding some, well, some pieces would be good for not only this year, but for future. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're adding guys who are core pieces as well, right, you know, right. like that, that makes I wouldn't sense. move McGore for just some. Like a win now, guy, like yeah, old guy. Yeah. Yeah. A real quick note before we move on to the J2 signings. 
America's pastime is back. The smell of the grass, the crack of the bat, and now that sensation of money burning a hole into your pocket. Just play Yahoo Daily Fantasy and find a baseball contest that's right for you. Go head-to-head against a friend or find someone online with Quick Match. You'll only go up against another player of your skill level. Play for free or for cash, but the best part is there's no management fee. You will keep 100% of your winnings or play in groups for a larger pot and bigger bragging rights and guaranteed prize pool contests. Every day there's a no-management-fee contest, meaning we take nothing and all players have a better chance to win. And for you really obsessive fans out there, you can set up a league that can span anywhere between two contests and an entire season. Yahoo! Daily Fantasy is easy to play. Just deposit some cash, choose a game, and get to winning. So come make a deposit and get started. Use promo code ROTO25 for $25 in free play with your first deposit. The sooner you get to playing, the sooner you can get to winning. Go to yahoo.com slash dailyfantasy today. Could be celebrating tonight. Now, James J two, the July two signing period, always an exciting time. Uh, two guys got you know pretty much identical signing bonuses: Jason Dominguez, Robert Poisson, uh, both of the Dominican Republic. Dominguez to the Yankees, Poisson to the Athletics. Uh, then there's a decent drop off to uh, Baron Laura uh, at four point two. Uh, Jason Dominguez, Robert Poisson, what are your, your thoughts generally on these two guys? Well, Dominguez is probably the most hyped uh, July 2 signee since maybe Kevin Maiton and uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. before him. I mean, Dominguez, there's much more hype for him right now than there was for Wander Franco, who's the clear-cut top prospect in baseball right now and more much more hype for Dominguez this year than there was for Marco Luciano last year who is up to 13th in the top 400 uh, just on fire in the AZL right now and Luciano's a guy who looks like he's gonna end up in the number one spot at some point in in his minor league career before he gets to the big leagues and you know those two guys have just had massive success Dominguez I mean he's at the time of his signing, he's kind of a, a bigger deal than either of those guys were, which is kind of speaks to his upside and his current talent level. He is a plus runner, uh, easy plus power from both sides of the plate, uh, ridiculous bat speed, really good idea of the strike zone. So I think a lot of people expect him to be a plus hitter as well. I mean, it's it's a superstar tool set, and he's got the type of um, – like it's it's not a situation where we're waiting for him to kind of physically mature. He's already physically mature, and honestly, I would prefer it to be like I, I don't love the body for a sixteen year old. He, I mean, he kind of looks a little bit like Russell Wilson, um, which is it's just kind of crazy that he's this um, strong and this sort of just. I mean, he he looks like he's like in his in his early twenties, basically. Uh, but he's still just 16 years old, and that's a slight concern to me because I think you you could see his athleticism sort of peak when he's 19, 20, 21, and maybe he's not a plus runner into his mid 20s. But if like that's the only thing I can nitpick, really, is just that he's a little too mature for a 16 year old. You know, baseball skills wise, there's really nothing to to nitpick, and. Uh, he's going to debut inside the top 25 on the top 400. Uh, I'm going to slot him in right in between Alex Kirilov at 23 and Matt Manning at 25. And he's not going to play a, a pro game until, you know, 
11 months from now. Jeez, yeah, that's pretty nice. Do you think in the in most leagues, I'm actually trying to think about like RDI, well, when they get out of the player pool, maybe a while yet, but then are they immediately eligible for pickup? No. No. Okay. It's yeah. a next year draft. Right. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was wondering about that, but yeah, good to know. Um, is it Poisson going to be close behind him on the top 400? Yeah. And I, I should just say, uh, so like Adley Rutschman's at 20, Andrew Vaughn's at 21, Jason Dominguez at 24. So I, I have him as the third guy from this class, but, um, you know, I, I, if Rutschman or Vaughn, like, don't perform kind of up to expectations i could see dominguez being the top guy heading into next year uh cj abrams also by the way from the the padres up to 29 on the top 400 so he's the fourth guy uh, already from this class and then poisson i am planning on sliding him in at 49th in between khalil lee at 48 jonathan india at 50 uh so that would put Poisson behind Hunter Bishop, J.J. Blade, Bobby Witt Jr., Riley Green, which would make him the uh, ninth guy from this uh, from the 2019 signing class, uh, just in front of Corbin Carroll. And Poisson is kind of more of just the typical, like he would be a normal number one prospect from a J2 class in like even a good year. Like there's there's more hype around Poisson than there was Marco Luciano last year. Like Poisson's a, a really deserving, like number one overall guy most years. It just happens to be a year where there's Jason Dominguez who's kind of a uh, cut above. Uh Poisson, um you know, sick big big projectable shortstop, six foot three, uh at least a plus runner right now. Uh you can really easily envision him becoming a plus power guy as well and i i think he's gonna have no trouble sticking at shortstop even as he kind of adds strength I, I still think he's gonna be able to handle that position and you know he's another guy with just five category upside uh, really high ceiling because i think you know i think five years from now Poisson's gonna be faster than dominguez i think his speed will probably age a, a little bit better uh you know maybe there's a gap the gap probably is just in the confidence in the in the hit tool and the confidence in the uh power ceiling like dominguez it's pretty easy to envision him being a 30 plus homer guy pretty early on in his big league career whereas Poisson, it might be a thing where you're sort of hoping you know, when he's 22, 23, 24, you're sort of hoping that that 25, 30 homer season comes, uh, whereas Dominguez, it, it should come uh, pretty quickly. Nice. And then Baron Laura, who I mentioned uh, to the Rangers for $4.2 million, then there's a drop-off from him to the next group, a little bit of one. So to, in your mind, is he the clear number three from this J2 class as the, uh, the figures reflect? No, he's... I have him ranked uh, five, six. I have him ranked seventh, and uh, he's just—it's just not the type of profile I'm that into. Um, he's a big, big kid, uh, already six three, one ninety, right-handed corner outfielder, uh, huge raw power. But to me, that's that's one of the riskiest type of profiles to invest in in, in a sixteen-year-old when it's 
you know, the, the loudest tools, the power We're, we don't know, we know he's going to swing and miss some, we don't know how much he's going to swing and miss, but when you're a right-handed corner guy at the age of 16, there's just so much pressure on the bat to, to play as expected. And with him, uh, with Laura, I think there's going to be a decent amount of swing and miss. Um, you know, he's an average runner now. He's, he's going to be a below average runner by the time he reaches the big leagues. So just it, there's so much pressure on his, his hit tool to, to really come through uh, and allow that power to play to the levels we expect. Uh, Laura is going to get ranked in the top 400, but he's going to be ranked in the probably the, the 250 to 350 range on the top 400. Um, you know, the, these dollar figures, they don't mean much because every team – like the most a team can give a guy like Dominguez is a little over five mil. Uh, the most a team can give Poisson's a little over five mil. If this was an open marketplace, I think Dominguez would have signed for north of 50 mil and Poisson would have signed for north of 40 mil. Uh, Byron Laura would have signed for probably 20 mil. And so it's just the, the numbers seem closer just because of the limits mm-hmm. in place. Uh, to me, Luis Rodriguez, who signed with the Dodgers, and Eric Pena, who signed with the Royals, are kind of the clear three and four guys in this class. They just they have similar uh, power potential as Byron Laura. They might not have the same raw power grades right now, but both of their hit tools are going to be better uh, to me, and that's going to allow them to get to more power in games. They also uh, you know, have a chance to be assets in the field which I think uh, makes them a little bit safer as well. Very interesting. I'm glad you you put it that way because, yeah, these numbers make it seem like these guys may be closer talent-wise than they really are, but that's that's good to know. I'm looking at the MLB.com article about the J2 signing class, and Yadi Capi, Capé, I don't know how to pronounce it, but shortstop from Cuba, says he did not sign. Do you have any idea why, why that would be? I think he's going to sign next year okay. instead. Um, you know, it might have been an issue where he there was like a certain dollar figure they had in mind, and you know he wasn't able to get it. Maybe some teams weren't able to see him. Um, you know, for whatever whatever reason it is, uh, he's not going to sign. I mean, he's a Cuban guy too, so sometimes those guys. Uh, there's there's complications involved with them getting yeah um being able to sign and stuff like that so i i don't actually have a, a ton of info on that i just know that he's not signing so um. yeah it just sticks out like a sore thumb a little bit interesting though keep an eye on that what uh you know i'm looking at the the teams on the mlb.com top 30 here no reds not getting into the uh international game that's no they, well they so they signed um they signed Braylon Minier, who's a, a shortstop from the Dominican Republic for one point eight mil. Okay. Uh but they he's not a guy who was uh highly touted kind of coming into the day. And so like he he's not even a guy that we have a birth date for, uh for plugging him into the, the system. So you know, it's not like they're not involved. They're definitely spending, and they they signed another half dozen guys. Uh, they just didn't happen to sign any of MLB.com's top thirty guys. Nice. I'm seeing that they were are expected to sign Michael 
Trina, 18, narrowly missed the cut for players eligible to sign. Uh, hopefully they get that done. But your Brewers signed uh, Luis Medina, outfielder out of Venezuela, 1.3. You happy with that? Yeah, I have Medina ranked right behind Byron Laura, uh, which, you know, to me, the, the dollar figures don't really match the talent there. And, um, you know, Laura is left-handed. He's uh, probably going to end up in a corner. Uh, or I, I should say uh, Medina is left-handed, uh, <clears throat> unlike Laura, who's right-handed. Um, Medina, I think, has similar power upside. He's he's out of Venezuela, 6'2", 170. Uh, I like his body quite a bit more just for the age. Like To me, when you're, you're, you're obviously going to look at uh, you know, what's this guy's hit tool, power, speed, all that stuff. Like It's all good to look at. I think one of the most important things to look at every July too is just where, what are these guys physically right now at, at the age of 16, what are they going to look like when they're 22, 23, 24? Cause obviously they're not done maturing physically. They're going to be putting on a lot of muscle. Uh, you know, you hope that they're able to keep their weight in check. Sometimes guys just get big. I mean, Kevin, my a, a great example of this where he just got, he outgrew all the positions where his bat would ever be able to profile. And uh, so you want a guy, you you want skinny guys that also are just kind of quick twitch and explosive. uh, So they can kind of fill out their frame in a good way where they're adding 20, 30 pounds, but it doesn't uh, compromise their speed or their agility. And Medina kind of fits into that, that mold where, you know, he could easily add 30 pounds between now and when he gets to the big leagues. That's not going to negatively affect anything to any part of his game. Um, so I think just the, the body type that he has, the fact he's left-handed, um, big marks in, in Medina's favor to go with the fact that he's already got plus power. Nice. A real quick note here from one of our other sponsors, Prize Picks. Tired of the grind trying to win on DraftKings or FanDuel, spending so much time trying to set the perfect lineup only to fall short of winning big? Well, our friends at Prize Picks have created the most simple and fast daily fantasy game. All you have to do is choose over or under correctly on a player's fantasy point projections to win. No competing against thousands of pros while trying to meet a salary cap with Prize Picks. It's just you versus the projections. Prize Picks has new boards of selections up every day, covering players from Major League Baseball, the NBA, PGA, NHL, UFC, NFL, NCAA football, and more. They are also the first DFS site to allow you to make cross-sport entries so you can go under on Joey Votto while taking Tiger on the over. PrizePix really is daily fantasy simplified. Visit rotowire.com slash prizepix to sign up now or use promo code WIRE when you download the PrizePix app. Uh, one one guy that stood out to me on the uh, J2 list here, uh, just because he's he got a pretty big bonus even though he's ranked pretty low, Alexander Ramirez. Is there kind of a, a differing... Uh, opinion on this guy i mean why, what's the uh, why does the dollar figure not really match up with his ranking uh well i i think he's just ranked too low by mlb.com okay. i i have him uh 11th and i think that you could argue that he should be inside the top 10 uh really really uh toolsy exciting prospect i mean he's gonna need to hit uh but there's there's speed there and there's uh really developing power like i I think once he gets into uh pro ball i mean he he's just 
got such a impactful swing and you know he's a, he's right-handed so uh there's a chance he can can stick in center field he's a plus runner right now uh if he's able to stick in center field i mean this is a a monster profile but he's you know he's a bigger kid he's already 63 uh, so he's going to have a lot of work to do in terms of not outgrowing uh, center field. But, uh, yeah, Alexander Ramirez signed with the Mets. Um, he's he's a guy who's definitely going to be ranked in the top 400. Nice. Anybody else from this class that you're particularly keen on, maybe higher than, than others? Uh, so, you know, I mentioned Luis Rodriguez with the Dodgers, Eric Pena with the Royals. Those guys are both going to be top 200 prospects. Uh going to slot right in that range. Uh, my next two guys, uh, in between Pena and in between Byron Laura at seven, Dari Lorenzo, a shortstop that the Astros signed. <clears throat> I think he's got five category potential. I just really like the way that he's able to barrel balls uh, to to all fields. Uh, plus runner, I think he's going to be able to maintain his speed. Um, you know, into his uh, into his mid twenties, and then uh, Ishmael Mania. Uh, left-handed outfielder out of the Dominican Republic who signed with the Padres. Uh, he's a 70-grade runner, and he's just a, a really big kid who, you know, maybe by the time he's like 24, 25, the power is a bigger deal than the speed with him. But uh, there there might be a sweet spot there where when he, in his early 20s where it's, it's plus power plus speed and so if he hits uh he could be uh, a real stud so uh he's gonna rank uh, pretty highly for me as well very nice well great stuff as always we have notes up for a lot of these guys right like almost all yeah every everyone who uh we had a birth date for and who got seven figures i did a note on and then all the guys a lot of the pitchers didn't quite get to seven figures, uh, but they're in the system. They just don't have a, a signing note. Nice. Well, great work. You can check out all those player notes for all these top J2 signings, rotowire.com slash pod for a free 10-day trial if you don't have a subscription. But, James, moving on to the last portion of the show, our next entries into the list of um, commercial hip-hop jams that we still get down with today, still bump. And uh, I got a pretty good one. Um this one, even though it features a mill, still a song that I, I get Whoa. down with. Do it again. Jay-Z, um, parentheses, Put Your Hands Up, featuring Beanie Siegel and a mill. I was a big-time Beanie Siegel guy. Uh, Mac was one of my guys. I was maybe the biggest white uh, Beanie Siegel fan in the greater Midwest. But I, You might have that honor. I do. I think I, I do. Think, I don't think anyone's coming for you there. <laughs> Nobody coming for my crown. I respect that. Um, but Beanie, I do love. And actually, last week I talked about how Cash Money kind of re re-recorded the whole song to put in, like you know, Project Chick or you know, something. They just kind of remade the song so that there weren't just constant bleeps. Mm-hmm. But they just left the bleeps in. And I was watching this video again, just bleep after bleep. Um, it's pretty hilarious to watch, but I actually do really like this song. I love the Beanie verse. Jay's verse is great too. Great beat. Uh, you can, you know, once the Emil part starts at the end, you can just move on to the next track. But um, this one I still really like. 
Nice. Probably not going to make the playlist, unfortunately, because I imagine it's no, locked I, away on title. Yeah, I'm not... I wasn't going to do any Jay-Z songs for this countdown. Um, A, because people have just heard me um, list way too many Jay-Z songs um, in previous countdowns we've had. And then C, I just I want the playlist to be as uh, deep and diverse as possible. And obviously any Jay-Z songs would not be able to make Andrew's uh, excellent playlist that he's putting together. Uh, my entry, though, is going to be the lone entry from one of the best hip hop acts of all time and that's outcast and it's the lone entry because almost like all my favorite outcast songs were not like hit singles um but this one was and it's rosa parks off Great of uh, Aquemini. i love that song love that album love outcast i mean i'm more of a stankonia guy i don't know why it's just like personal preference but I don't um, think they. I don't. I don't know why anyone has to like pick between no, Quimini and Stankonia. No, I mean, they're they're both just great albums, yeah, and it just true. to me it kind of just depends like by the day or by the week. Like I don't. I'm yeah, not, and even their commercial songs. Uh, I mean, maybe so. Even so fresh, so clean. Get, you know, that's still jams. Those are they're like all their commercial songs except for Hey Ya, which obviously yeah, made hey the, um, um, our, our regrettable playlist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, even like So Fresh, So Clean, Miss Jackson, like those aren't songs I actively dislike. They're just not good enough to quite crack into this uh, countdown. But Rosa Parks to me is. Yeah, no, that's a good entry. I'm going to have some outcasts, probably not Rosa Parks, but I will have some outcasts on my list. Um, but yeah, thinking about just getting back to the topic of you know, bleeped out words and that dude again, <laughs> go, go listen to that video because it's ridiculous. Whole squad got a pound of twist. You got to believe out twist. Come on, <laughs> we're, we're past this. And even people in the, you know, early two thousands. Come on, uh, but it is pretty hilarious to see just how much of that song is bleeped was, in the radio version. It was always challenging for me when because I had, uh, and I don't think I was buying explicit albums uh, in elementary school. Um, maybe not until like middle of middle school i had a lot of edited albums in elementary school so it was always kind of confusing to uh nine ten year old me like what what the heck are they saying what's getting bleeped out i i need to know i don't know i I didn't (laughs) i need to know yeah and i just even when i heard the song i didn't know what the hell they were talking about most of the time you know um using slang and um referring to things that i didn't know about at that age but uh, good entries this week. Uh, I do regret not being able to you know, have this song added to the playlist, but hopefully this will probably be my one Jay-Z entry. Uh, but I had to include this because I actually I was listening to this recently, and I turned it up pretty loud, and Do It Again really does jam still. But that'll do it for us, guys. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week, uh, right? Do we have it? No, we're off next no, week. I'm, yeah, we're no. off next week. I think the podcast – the baseball podcast itself is off uh, all week except for friday so we'll be off next week we'll talk to you all in two weeks on the rotowire prospect podcast sponsored by yahoo daily fantasy sports
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.